shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. I'm Ronald Dart. Tune in for Born to Win, Sunday morning at 7, Saturday morning at 6.30, right here on FM 89.9 WCNO. And visit us online at borntowin.net. Are you tired of trying to rid your home of ants, roaches, and spiders? Have rodents invaded your attic? Are you frustrated paying for service that never really seems to work? Bug Off Pest Control is there to help. After all, whose house is it anyway? With Bug Off, bugs can run, but they can't hide. David and Esther Lunder of Bug Off Pest Control believe in the ministry of WCNO. Licensed and insured, serving Martin and St. Lucie counties. Bug Off Pest Control, a corporate underwriter of WCNO, available at 343-1177. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. I mean, the truth is, for those people, a year from now, they're going to still be right in the same situation where they were when they just said, give me some more time, because they're out of alignment, amen? And not only will they be in the same situation, but their tires are going to be all bald and ready to blow out, and if they're not careful, they're going to have a blowout and end up in the ditch going, how did I get here? Hmm? If you don't get an alignment, you're still going to be fighting to stay on the road, pulling this way and pulling this way and pulling this way. I mean, driving a car that's out of line for a long period of time will wear you out. Hmm? Come on, amen. You got to get an alignment. Somebody say alignment. And how many know when you get an alignment, you got to bring it into the garage? And what do they do when you bring it into the garage? They jack you up. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. They jack you up in there and they start working on your undercarriage and lining you up. They get down there where the rubber meets the road. Come on, somebody. And, and where it makes a difference. Where, where it's directing the path of your life. Amen? That's why you're here today. I'm like the mechanic. I'm the pastor. I, I, you come in here for your alignment so you can be lined up for the week so you ain't fighting all week long to stay under the grace of God. You come in here and get a little bit of truth. I jack you up a little bit on the Word of God. And when you leave out of here, you can drive on down the road to your purpose and your destiny. Somebody say, i got to get myself lined up. Mm. I mean, that's how you fulfill the very purpose of God in your life. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah said it this way, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans that are filled with good and not evil. Listen, if evil things are going on in your life, it's not God's fault. You need to go ahead and get that down settled in your mind. He is good and not evil. There are plans that will give you a future and a hope. If somebody's been giving you uh, into your speaking into your future a hopelessness, that is not God. That is the devil. Hmm? God's got plans for you. 
Some of y'all been going through some stuff. Keeps trying to pull you off the road from your destiny. You got some people in your lives, maybe some people trying to control you, tell you how to live. Things that are controlling your life, addictions that are controlling your life, habits that are dictating you on how to live that you continue to allow to pull you off the road to your destiny. And God said it's time to get lined up. You want to do over? Line yourself up. Get yourself in church. So, well, I don't like going to church. I don't care. You need alignment. Go Sunday and Wednesday. And if your tires are really bad, go Sunday and Wednesday and Bible study on Thursday. And, and listen, and if you got some major issues, show up on Friday night and get your oil changed. My God. Never give up. Come on, somebody say, never give up. Praise the Lord. Woo, Jesus. You got to ask. You got to grow and assess. You got to align yourself to God's purpose. And number four, if you want to do over, you got to have a never give up attitude. A never give up attitude. Listen, that word resurrection, that word resurrection literally means to stand up again. When Jesus come up out of the grave and it said he resurrected from the grave, it literally means that he stood up again under his own power. Hmm? Stand up again. Somebody say, stand up again. You remember when Jesus was dealing with the woman that was accused of adultery and they brought her out in the street to stone her? And, and Jesus got down on his knees and he started writing in the sand. And he's just kind of, he's kind of writing in the sand. And the Bible says that he stood up again. That's the same word for resurrection. He stood right up and he sp- and stood right up and resurrected her life. So what do I do when life throws me a curveball and, and, and things weren't like I thought they were going to be? And, and somebody got into my little prepackaged, determined life that I had planned out and I had mapped out and I had scheduled out. What do I do when the curveball comes and I find myself living a life that ain't on the track that I thought it should be? I find myself living in a destiny where I thought I'd be somewhere else at this point. How do I get to the place when I didn't get what I expected? When things don't work out the way that I wanted them to? What do I do? And when I find myself in a place in life that I really just don't want to be in. What do I do? Listen carefully to me this morning. You got to stand back up. Stand up again. Come on, touch somebody and say, stand up again. But pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. Pastor, I got all kinds of junk in my life. I've been hurt. I've blown it over and over and over. I've missed opportunities. Life isn't what I thought it was going to be. Things didn't work out the way I thought they was going to. Listen to me. You have got to stand up again. And never give up. Never give up. Somebody say never give up. Never give up. People that give up are the people's carcasses that we find in the middle of wilderness experiences of their lives. When they lay down, I just can't take it anymore. Truth is, is you weren't designed to take it. That's why God came. That's why I sent Jesus. That's why I sent the Holy Spirit. Because He knew that you would go through things in your life that you couldn't make it through. You are by design made to depend on God. Never give up. You know, this has been a tough year for a lot of Americans today. They... We've had people that have lost thousands of homes to fires, tornadoes, and floods just this year. Thousands of homes. Well over a thousand just in Texas. 
We've had other people that have lost 40, 50, 60,000 homes just to foreclosure. Just this year. People losing everything they've worked for this year. Losing it all. Some people have lost it to disaster. Some people have lost it to the bank. And people are asking, how do I recover? How do I get through this thing? How, how do I get my credit fixed? How do I get a new house? How do I rebuild? How do I, how do I, I some, of these TV, some of these people you see on TV, they live there their whole life. These floods in Tennessee ripped their house apart and floated it down the river and destroyed it. Standing out where their house used to be in two feet of water, scratching their head, saying, well, they would never give us flood insurance because of where we lived. But my house was here for 80 years. And now it's gone. It's gone. How do I, how do I recover from that? I mean, it would be a whole lot easier sometimes just to say, well, I guess I'll just be a renter for the rest of my life. I guess that's it. I gave it my best shot. I guess that's my lot in life. Listen, folks, sometimes to begin again is hard work. Sometimes to do it over again is hard. Just by default, doing it over again means you didn't do it right the first time, so you've got to change something about the way you did it first time, and that's going to be hard. You can't do it the same way you did it the first time. Amen? It's not going to be easy. I ain't going to stand up here and tell you that it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's hard to start again. It's going to take a deeper commitment. It's going to take a little bit more work than you thought. But sometimes you just have to say to this thing, I will live and not die. I will live and not die. And I'm going to get up out of this and I'm going to move on. I'm going to go on. I'm going to do it again. It's not taking me out of the game. I'm going to do it again. Some of you in here, you made commitments to the Lord just in the last past year. And you said, God, I will never do that again. That thing in me is disgusting, and I'll never do it again. Three months down the road, you find yourself doing it again. Right back in the middle of that sin. Right back in the middle of that lie. Right back in the middle of that mess. And fear and guilt begins to overtake your life, and, 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 and you feel the burden of all of it. And to where you don't want to even ask God to come help you again. To where you don't want to even repent anymore because you feel like your track record just isn't that great. You're tired of asking. An enemy just wants to keep you in the dirt, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to keep you there. But God says, get up. Resurrect yourself and do it again. Get up and do it again. Resurrect yourself. You can begin again. You know, in World War II, there was a man, they used to call him the Bulldog. He was in politics in the 1920s. He had a call of God on his life to be in politics. He was in politics in the 20s. And during the financial bust of the 20s, the country that he served in tossed him out. And all through the 30s, they didn't want to have nothing to do with him. Some of them said, you will never be in politics again. You've led Great Britain down into a hole that we will never recover from. And for 10 years, he didn't have anything to do with politics. He didn't serve in politics. And the whole nation was really glad about that. But around 1939, a madman named Hitler 
begin to overshadow all of Europe and breathe down the neck of Great Britain. And they called this man named Winston Churchill and they said, will you come back and be prime minister? We need you. They reached back and they found him and they pulled him back and gave him a do-over. People said he'd never be anything again. He'd never do anything again. And here he is in the middle of the worst situation of the 20th century. And he's the Prime Minister of England. And Winston Churchill in 1941, at the beginning of World War II, he went back to the school. I think it was called the, oh, I can't remember, the Harrow, Harrow School, Boy, Boy for Schools. Something like that. Harold Boy for Schools, I think. He went back to that school where he attended when he was young. And it was one of the schools that when he was left in disgrace, they were, they were disgraced to even have him had graduated from there. They didn't even want to admit that Winston Churchill had come from, the, from their school. But when he became the prime minister, they invited him back to do the commencement speech. And he gets up in front of the whole body of students. And these young men in this school, that year, every one of them, was getting ready to go into battle, into war. And he gets up and he gives his commencement speech. And at the end of the speech, he leans across the lectern and he says, Never, never, ever, 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 never give up. Never, never, ever, 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 never give up. And he folded his paper and he went and sat back down. I mean, for the next four years, if you know anything about history, World War II was bloody. London was pounded by ordnance. Every night they blacked out the city so the German bombers couldn't see the city lights and know where to bomb. They would, the city would be in utter darkness every night for four years. And bombs would fall around every night. And those words that he spoke rang through that nation.